Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us your breath to know that this day is made by you for all of us. Although we don't deserve any blessing from you, you desire to bless us with many things, especially with your own presence. As we open your words now, breathe your love and wisdom into our hearts through your Holy Spirit. All this we pray in the most precious name of Jesus, God with us. Amen. Today's passage is Mark 7, verse 1 to 23, where we see two interpretations about spiritual purity. While Pharisees were seeking purity through their religious traditions, Jesus showed us that true purity is not external, but internal. With that, let me read the text. Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law, who had come from Jerusalem, gathered around Jesus and saw some of his disciples eating food with the hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. The Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing, holding to the traditions of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash, and they observe many other traditions, such as a washing of cups and pitchers and kettles. So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, Why don't you disciples live according to traditions of elders instead of eating their food with defiled hands? He replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, These people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have, to, you have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. And he continued, You have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. For Moses said, Honor your father and mother and and anyone who curses their father and mother is to put to death. But you say, if anyone declares, one might be been used to help their father or mother is a koban, that is, a devoted to God, then you no longer let them do anything for their mother, father or mother. Thus you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down. And you do many things like that. Again, Jesus called the crowd to him, to him and said, Listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of person that defiles them. After he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. Are you so dull? He asked. Don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them? For it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach, and then out of the body. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. He went on, What comes out of a person is what defiles them. From It is from within, out of a person's heart that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, 
envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. Now, let me first point out the context and bigger background of our passage. The Gospel of Mark was the first of the four Gospels, as well as one of the earliest New Testament writings. It was written for the Gentile Christians in Rome around the difficult time of Emperor Nero's persecution. And that's why Mark devoted more space on the death of John the Baptist than uh, Matthew and Luke. And he also highlighted the passion of a narrative of Christ almost as a half of the entire books, six chapters. Martyrdom was a, a potential reality to the first audience of Mark's gospel. Also at the time, the Church of Rome and many first century New Testament churches faced the question, critical question, whether Gentile Christian had to observe Jewish laws and customs to be God's people. Here, spiritual identity and cultural practice were confused and conflated, flattened together, just as many well-meaning conservative Christians uh, today in America confused about some aspect of American traditional culture as a biblical Christian life. The so key word in today's story, study, story is a defilement, which was mentioned six times. Defiled means dirty and unclean. The question of a spiritual purity is utmost important to Jewish people back then and us today. You know, Jesus said Matthew 5 in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed is the pure in heart. Why? Because they see God. Purity matters because it helps us to see God clearly and better. So I want us to see from today's story two false views of a spiritual purity, namely ancient Jewish false purity as well as a um, modern American false purity. And then one true view of a purity from Jesus. So we're going to look at the today's story in three parts. Religious deception of a Jewish tradition. Number two is a radical declaration of Jesus. And finally, our reflection, I call it the real discipleship. So first, religious deception of a Jewish tradition. If you look at the verse 1, finally we see Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus. They came all the way from Jerusalem, the center, and accused Jesus, saying, Why don't your disciples live according to tradition of elders instead of eating their hands with a defiled hand? As we heard from Regan's uh, daily uh, breath yesterday, Disciples of Jesus right now were very busy to serve many people so that they didn't have time to wash their hands. And that was a violation of a so-called purity regulations according to Jewish traditions. You know, defiled hand in Greek text simply means common hand, common hand. Uh, so it has actually, it simply actually means, uh, 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 it actually has nothing to do with the hygiene but everything to with a ceremonial washing. And the Jewish people practiced a ceremonial washing 
to separate Jews from Gentiles. So Jewish leaders back then followed the law of Moses by building the wall of a man-made regulation called the traditions of elders. Problem here is not about the human tradition per se, but Jewish human tradition ultimately replaced the word of God. That's what Jesus pointed out, verse 9, that as he continued, you have a fine way of setting aside the command of God in order to observe your own tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and mother, you know, the fifth, you know, the fifth commandment. But anyone who, and also anyone curses a father and mother is to put that. But you say, if anyone declares that one might be used to help the mother or father is a korban, that is a devoted to God, then you can, then you no longer need to, uh, you, you, you don't have to take care of your father and mother. Thus, you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down and you do many things like that. And Jesus gave a specific example of a contradiction between the Pharisaic tradition and the law of Moses. According to tradition, once a person's property is avowed or declared as a gift, korban means a gift, gift to God means a gift to the temple, then that property cannot be released to support one's parents in their needs. And Jesus said this practice contradicts actually command to honor your father and mother. Karl Barth once said, God hates religion. God hates religion. For they made a God in human images and human images or likeness alone without God is a nothing but a cunning selfishness and sinful disregard for others. Religious deception and manipulation is the most dangerous and harmful. You know, that includes some Christian practices. And we can also fall into this category of a religious you know, deception. If we practice our faith and ministry without checking our hearts, we can also be legalistic and blind like a Pharisees and the Mr. True purity. So let's really look at the Jesus teaching on purity. After Jesus confronted the religious leaders, he called the crowd around him to teach true purity. Here, Jesus extends the theme of clean versus unclean, holy versus unclean, beyond the you know, uh, dining table. The Jesus of a Jesus, uh, gist of Jesus' teaching today is nothing outside of a person can affect a, a person's you know, holiness. It is what emerges from within that matters. Verse 15, Jesus said, Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person defiles them. So Jesus said, It's not outside in, but it's inside out. True purity and spiritual cleanness is not external, but internal. Here we must recognize the radicality, first of all, radicality of Jesus' word, because he single-handedly dethroned Jewish spiritual identity and cultural pride of a kosher food. Verse 19 
later added that in saying this, Jesus declared all food clean. Jewish, the Jews, Jewish people preserve their religious and national identity through practice associated with the food laws and hand washing and Sabbath keeping. And today, Jesus said all the ceremonial rituals of a Jewish tradition that separate Jews from Gentile is wrong. It's wrong. And indeed, after today's story, tomorrow we see Jesus entering Tyre, the Gentile territory, and ministering to a Syrophoenician woman, actually who understands Jesus' ministry and person better than those close to him. So according to Jesus, ritual purity is not real purity. And real purity is a purity of a heart. It's a purity of a heart. And that's why Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, because everything you do flows from your heart. And Jesus quoted Isaiah's prophetic that, that Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrite, because these people honor me with their lips, but their heart, their hearts are far from me. So when Jesus, you know, described uh, the everything in human heart, he's actually diagnosing the deeper causes against God's Ten Commandment. So look at it. Verse 21, when Jesus said, out of person's heart, evil thought comes out, sexual immorality. With that, he's talking about the Ten Commandment, the Sixth Commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. And then theft, thou shalt not, you know, steal. And the murder, thou shalt not kill. You know, greed, thou shalt not covet. Malice and uh, 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 deceit, that is, thou shalt not bear false witnesses. Heart matters. 16th century English reformer and archbishop of Canterbury, who, you know, uh, was very influential in forming uh, and making book called The Book of Common Prayer. It's a great book of, uh, you know, spiritual devotions. Thomas Cranmer. Thomas Cranmer once said this, What the heart loves, what the heart loves, will chooses, and the mind justifies. What the heart loves, will chooses, and mind justifies. He was saying, Mind does not direct the will. Mind is actually, our mind is actually captive to what our will wants. And our will itself is actually captive what our heart wants. So Jesus is telling us, purity comes from heart. And you need to make your heart right. So the final part of the today's you know, uh, uh, reflection is this. How do we keep our heart pure? That's the real issue of a discipleship. That's the real discipleship. And the, here we must notice that Jesus was not the only one emphasized the centrality of heart in our life and our relationship with God. You know, our American culture, modern American culture, also stresses the importance of a heart. We hear people say, 
Follow your heart. Be passionate. You know, go with your gut feelings. I want us to know that that's a very naive and dangerous because Jeremiah 17, 9 says, Heart is the most deceitful thing and who can understand? You know, if we follow our heart alone, we will be deceived and defeated and even destroyed. Heart is important and central, but we don't just follow our heart. Then what do we follow? We follow heart of Jesus. Before we follow our heart, we make our heart know the heart of Jesus. That is the, the, our focus. That's how we receive a spiritual purity. And that's when we able to see God correctly and everything according to God's wisdom and light. And this is why David cried out in Psalm 51, that created me a clean heart, O God. Let us cry out to God that during this Lenten season and this today, Lord, create a clean heart after heart of Jesus. Make my heart like a heart of Jesus who truly loves God and loves us as himself and actually even more than himself. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for not only revealing the truth to us, but also recreating us in your Son and his true love. Each one of us wants to bring our hearts to you now and ask you to really speak and sanctify my heart. Help my heart to hear what is true to you. Help my heart to love what is pure and what is free to you. Save us from deceitful heart to the true heart of God revealed by Jesus. Make my heart true and pure and free only for Jesus and his glory. In the purest name of Jesus, the love of my soul and my heart, we pray. Amen.